Hello, everybody, and welcome to a live stream of Wednesday night. As you can see, I'm the only one here tonight. Uh, that's because it is ridiculously cold outside. Extreme freezing temperatures that have uh, overwhelmed our nation. And uh, so we're not able to have service as we would like to, but we are going to be able to have a time of sharing the word of the Lord. I just want to uh, I wanted to take a moment tonight and just uh, share with some of you uh, who aren't able to be here tonight, uh, just the word of the Lord. And uh, I think that's important when we consider that that we depend on God's word. It's something that we need. It's something that uh, we look forward to. So far in January, it has been uh, very unique, some kind of a unique start to 2019 in terms of, of uh, winter weather, snowstorms, ice storms, and now freezing, below freezing temperatures. Uh, but we're going to take some time and just, just share the word of the Lord with you uh, tonight. Uh, I wanted to kind of talk about what this is and, and how it relates to us spiritually. Uh, I want to talk to you about being ready, being prepared, uh, because we kind of take for granted sometimes that we have access to church. We have access to the word of God. We have access to praise and worship and uh, people of like precious faith. Uh, we come and we go to service very nonchalant. Sometimes people do come. Sometimes they don't come. And, uh, and then it's in moments like this when you really, when you really realize, hey, um, you know, I was looking forward to, to just being in the presence of God tonight. And uh, because of circumstances outside my control, I'm not able to do that. So it's important to be ready when there are circumstances outside of our control. I thank you for joining us. And uh, we're just going to take a little time uh, to talk about that. I was looking this morning uh, in the uh, just reading about this temperature drop, this below freezing temperature. And uh, in Chicago, it is the it is the coldest temperature on record in the city of Chicago, Illinois. And they were they were comparing about uh, 10 different coldest days in Chicago's history, the 10 different coldest days. They were comparing the headlines uh, as recorded in the Chicago Tribune. Some of the coldest days, of course, today being the coldest, but some of the coldest days occurred 30 years ago, some 20 years ago, and then some over 100 years ago. And all of them were correlated with a particular Chicago Tribune uh, headline. I found that interesting. So I was just looking through it. And, uh, and I noticed that in the last 30 years today, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, uh, when there were temperatures that were, were life-threatening and people weren't able to, be, uh, to move about and what have you, that it was front page news. The Chicago Tribune blared it. Arctic blast hits Chicago. Uh, polar vortex. Uh, sweeps across the windy city, and uh, and it was front page news. It was top of mind. Everybody was thinking about it. Everybody was dealing with it. I thought it was interesting though that over 100 years ago, uh, it wasn't front page news. It was actually on the eighth page of the Chicago Tribune, the eighth page. Whereas today, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, it was um, it was front page news. But when you go back. Over 100 years ago, it was like on the eighth page. It wasn't top of mind. It wasn't what everybody was talking about. Now, uh, I'm not trying to psychoanalyze it, or maybe I am, but I just got to thinking, why is that? 
Why is it that today it's top of mind? Today it's front page news. But over a hundred years ago, it was eight page news. It wasn't what everybody was talking about. I think it has something to do with the fact that today we really have more of a temperature controlled lifestyle. We're able to have a control over how temperatures interact with us physically. If we're in our homes, it could be cold outside. We can crank the heat up, get it nice and toasty. If it's hot outside, we can crank the AC up and get it nice and cool. If we get in our car, we just push the remote button from within the house, get the car started and uh, get it nice and ready, get that seat warmer all, all set up. And, uh, and we, we have created a world where we don't have to be inconvenienced quite as much as they were inconvenienced over 100 years ago. So in this day and age, uh, it's, it's inconvenience is not as common. We have, we have so cushioned our lives to where inconvenience, when it does occur, is top of mind. It's front page news. Whereas over 100 years ago, it was, it was back of mind. It was eight page news. That's interesting to me because I think there's a spiritual parallel. And I just want to talk to you a little bit about that. It's important that we don't let the, the convenience oriented lifestyle that we have become so accustomed to and uh, accommodated by, we don't let that get a hold of our spirit. We have to be on the cutting edge spiritually. We have to be ready for whatever may come. We have, to, we have to understand that we're not guaranteed tomorrow. We're not guaranteed a nice, cool 40 degree weather day. The temperatures might drop below freezing. Ice may cover the streets. Snow may, may mount and accumulate up to five, 10 inches. And so it's important that we understand from a spiritual perspective, things can spin wildly out of control before we even realize it. So I want, to, I want to share with you, what does that mean for us? How in the world do we prepare spiritually? We understand how to prepare naturally, uh, even though we're not always maybe the best, but we probably need to have some firewood handy, probably need to have some salt handy, probably need to have an ice scraper ready, gloves, something to cover your ears. You want to get your winter coats out, of course, but, but spiritually, how do you prepare spiritually for the things that can go awry? The Bible tells us how to prepare spiritually, and it's important that we do that. The, 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 the wise man, King Solomon, once said that, that we are to prepare like the ant prepares. The small, this small animal, this ant that, that the Bible receives or, or gives special attention to which is interesting. It's small and insignificant. You can step on one and not know it, but the Bible gives it special recognition. The wise man, King Solomon, looked at sluggards who are slothful and said, go to the ant, you sluggard, and observe the ways of the ant. Notice how that without a king, without a ruler, without somebody ordering them what to do, without a supervisor, they prepare in the summer and they gather their harvest. So he's describing how that they take those opportunities when the sun is shining. They take those opportunities where the, where the balmy breezes are blowing, when the, when the weather's good, when you can get something accomplished outside, and they gather for days like today. 
when the temperatures drop below freezing and everything goes into, into uh, survival mode. Go to the ant, thou sluggard. And that's a good word for us today to understand the importance of gathering, the importance of making the most of the opportunities that we have. In one place, the scripture said, the summer is past, Jeremiah said it, and the harvest is ended and we are not saved. The summer is past, the harvest is ended and we are not saved. This is a tragedy that, that the opportunity to do something good, to, to gather, the opportunity to collect has passed us by. Summer is past, the harvest is ended, and we still are not saved. It's important to take the, the time that you do have, gather together so that you have plenty in store. I'm reminded of when Joseph interpreted the dreams of Pharaoh in the book of Genesis. When he interpreted the, 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 the dreams of uh, Pharaoh, he explained to Pharaoh what his dreams meant. Pharaoh's dreams had to do with seven uh, well-fed cows and seven lean cows. And the seven fed cows came first, the seven lean cows came after. The seven lean cows consumed the seven well-fed cows. When they did, Pharaoh didn't know what that meant. He asked, uh, nobody knew what it meant, but the Lord had given Joseph the interpretation of this dream. And Joseph spoke to Pharaoh and said to him, the interpretation of this dream is that there are going to be seven years of plenty. The well-fed cows represent seven years of plenty. And the seven lean cows represent seven years of famine. There are seven years of famine coming, in other words. So you had better make the most of the seven years of plenty that you have right now. So somebody watching today, that's a word for us. Hey, there, there, there are challenging times coming. So you've got to make the most of the time that you have right now. You've got to take the opportunity that you have to receive the word of God. You don't know when the deep freeze is coming. You don't know when the hard times and the dark times and the difficult days are coming. So take advantage of the opportunity that you have to receive the word of God, to entertain his presence and to get to, to have a relationship with him. That will keep you during the years, during the trouble, during the trial, it will absolutely keep you during those times. This is what the psalmist meant when he said, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you, O God. I have hid the word of God in my heart. And because I've hid the word of God in my heart, then, then when temptation comes against me, my heart is full of the word of God. What a beautiful thing it would be for us to be able to say, hey, the word of God is deep within my heart. I, I, I've studied his word. I've read his word. I've memorized his word and I obey his word. I am, I am teaching his word. I am, I am being fed by the word of God. And because of that, I'm prepared. For let's say that a wind of false doctrine would blow through my generation and others are taken by it. Others are affected by it. But because I've gathered in the years of plenty, because I've taken time like the ant in years of summer, months of summer, when the sun is shining, when, when I've got an open Bible and an open mind and an open heart, because I've done that, 
I've hid the word of God in my heart. And now it gives me the opportunity to resist the temptation that stands before me. When, when false doctrine uh, begins to make its way, navigate its way through a, a culture or through a generation, it's looking for people who don't know the word of God. See, the word of God will sustain a person. Knowing the word of God will sustain you. Understanding what the word of the Lord means will sustain you. Uh, when, they're, when they're trying to determine a counterfeit uh, bill, those who are, have the trained eye for, for money, it's not that they associate themselves with what the counterfeit looks like. They associate themselves with what the authentic bill looks like. So that when they see a counterfeit, they're so familiarized with the real bill that they aren't fooled by the counterfeit. That's exactly the way it needs to be in our walk with God. Our walk with God needs to be something that we're so tuned into his presence, his nature, his purpose, his word, that when something counterfeit comes along, we're not fooled by it because his word has been hidden in our heart. The apostle Paul said something to the church at Galatia one time. He said, he said, listen, the gospel that I'm preaching to you is the absolute true gospel. There is no other truth. This is the truth. And he said, if anybody else brings to you another gospel, which is not another, whether it be me or whether it be an angel of light trying to dress himself up in a way that you would receive what he's saying, but he's actually delivering something that's counterfeit, let him be accursed. And there are so many, so many who fall for the counterfeit because they've not gathered in times of plenty or in times of summer so that when the dark days come, when the cold days come, they're, they're tripped up. But today we are reminded of the importance of gathering, collecting, having a regular prayer life, having a regular walk with God so that when we wake up in the morning, we're talking to him. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad. Coming off of our bed saying, thank you, Jesus, for, for giving me a good night's rest. Thank you, Jesus, for waking me up this morning. Thank you, Lord, for the provision you're going to make today. Give me this day my daily bread. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. These are things that are so vital. It's a daily walk with God. Now, you need to run the race. But, but if you can't walk, you can't run. And if you can't run, you'll never mount up with wings as an eagle and fly like God wants you to fly. So it's important. It's important to hide his word in your heart. When Jesus was tempted of the devil in the wilderness, the devil had compelling temptations. These were appealing temptations. Jesus was hungry. He had fasted 40 days and 40 nights. The enemy brought to him stones to be turned into bread. But Jesus responded by saying, it is written. There's the value of the word being hid in your heart. Are you able to say to the temptation that comes against you, it is written? Are you able to do that? Do you know what is written? Are you familiar enough with what is written? Are you in love enough with what is written? Do you believe what is written? What is written will save you from the temptation of the enemy. If Jesus would have given in to what the, what the enemy was wanting for him, it would have jeopardized everything. But because he was so familiar, so passionately 
trusting of what is written. He was able to show us by example how to overcome temptation. And so today, that's important for us to realize and to recognize thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee, O Lord. So important for us to realize that. I'm remembering when in the Bible, when, when, when the angel appeared to Mary and told her what was going to happen, that which was in her was of the Holy Ghost. She was not to be afraid. Then it all developed just as the angel said it would develop. And the Bible says that Mary and Joseph, we just came through the Christmas season. Mary and Joseph went to the inn. There was no room for them in the inn. They ended up in a stable and they had wise men from the east. There were shepherds that came and and the angels of God even said glory to God in the highest on earth. Peace, goodwill toward men. The Bible says that in Luke chapter two, verse 19, when all of this happened, all of this was taking place, that Mary kept these things and pondered them in her heart, kept these things and pondered them in her heart. I remember preaching that one time years ago. I was preaching. Um, I didn't know that I was going to be preaching. I was co-pastoring with my dad and we both uh, preached on an alternating basis. He uh, established the schedule and determined who would preach when. And uh, I just, I just, you know, did as I was told to do. And uh, there was one particular Sunday morning that uh, dad, I, dad was scheduled to preach as far as I was concerned. Little did I know, uh, but he thought that he had scheduled me to preach. So we still don't know who was right, <laughs> whether, whether I was scheduled or he was scheduled, but but uh, I was scheduled as it turned out. And so I, I didn't plan on preaching. I didn't prepare to preach. I just came to service and dad was going to preach that particular morning. And uh, I was on the platform. I actually stepped out during worship to tend to something else in the building. I came back into the service and I didn't, I wanted to get in there before dad started preaching. So I came in. I didn't want to be a disruption. So I didn't even go back up onto the platform. I just sat on the front row and, and my Bible was up on my seat on the platform. And I didn't even go get it because uh, I didn't want to be a distraction. So my dad was wrapping up the final uh, parts of the uh, first half of the service and was getting ready to preach. And he said, just before Brother Joel Urshan comes to deliver the word of the Lord this morning, I want to say one final thing to you. That was the first that I remembered knowing I was preaching. It was some somewhere he or I misunderstood who was preaching. My Bible's up on the platform. I can't even get to it, let alone develop a thought. And I'm preaching in 45 seconds. Let the countdown begin. And so the scripture says be instant in season and out of season. So we're supposed to be. We aren't always as we should be. And I was calling upon God, trying to keep a straight face. I dare not go up and say, well, I didn't know that I was preaching today because I didn't want to give the people an unsettled feeling. I just wanted to let the spirit of the Lord move. And so I went over to my Bible when I came up to the platform, grabbed my Bible, went to the pulpit, opened my Bible. And that week, the Lord had given me something in my spirit, and it had to do with Mary pondering the word of God in her heart. And the fact that because she pondered and kept 
the word of God in her heart, kept it in store, she was able to face the monumental tasks of being the mother of the Messiah. I mean, you think about what Mary faced as the mother of the Messiah. She loved her child like anybody would love their child, like any mother would love her child. She loved her child and she knew and understood that he was to be wounded for our transgressions. She knew and understood that he was to be bruised for our iniquities. She knew and understood that the chastisement of our peace was going to be upon him. And she had to raise him and she loved him and she cared for him. And she did all the things that a mother would do. And so how do you do that knowing that there's going to come a day when he will be beaten and bruised and wounded and nailed to a cross and he'll be numbered with the transgressors. He'll be forsaken, ridiculed, rejected. How do you do that? I'll tell you how you do that. You keep the word of God and you ponder it in your heart. That's what Mary did. She kept the word of God in her heart. She pondered the word of God in her heart. And because of that, she was ready. She was ready for when the mockery came against her son. She was ready for when the rejection came. She was ready for when the crucifixion came, when the burial came. And thank God when the resurrection and the outpouring of the Holy Ghost came. She was in fact, ready. So it was kind of an ironic message to preach because I'm pondering that word all week in my heart. And when the time came for me to find out 45 seconds before I was going to preach that I was going to preach, I had a word because I pondered it in my heart and I was ready to preach the word of the Lord. I don't know what kind of a situation you're going to face. I don't know what kind of battle you're up against right now, but I will tell you the way you prepare for it. Hide the word of God in your heart. Keep the word of God in your heart. Prepare the word of God in your heart. Ponder the word of God in your heart. And when the deep freeze comes, you're ready. And when the snow plows can't get to your street, you're ready. And when the ice covers the highways, you're ready. And when the darkness falls, and when the enemy comes in like a flood, you're ready because you have, in fact, kept the word, pondered the word, hid the word in your heart. And this is what Jesus said. Jesus said that the Holy Spirit will come to you and he will come in my name and he will bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said to you. So all the words of Jesus will come to your remembrance through the power of the Holy Ghost. You know what that means? That means we have to memorize the words of Jesus. We have to associate ourselves with the words of Jesus. We have to ingest the words of Jesus, love the words of Jesus, eat, sleep, and drink the words of Jesus Christ and the Holy Ghost in us will bring those words back to our remembrance whatsoever he has said unto us. And so on nights like tonight, when the sanctuary is empty and uh, you're not able to be here and we're not able to be here together, uh, we're ready because we have the word of God in our heart. And we can open up that Bible. You know, if they took your Bible away tomorrow, God forbid, put it in your heart because they can never take it out of your heart. I'm so glad that you tuned in tonight. Thank you. I hope that the word of the Lord is a blessing to you. This coming Sunday is going to be an amazing Sunday, uh, Sunday morning, where we have an annual tradition of uh, preaching the word of the Lord. There's going to be something special for us uh, this Sunday. 
and uh, an annual tradition related to the Super Bowl. We'll just see what the Lord has in store. But uh, I'm excited about what God is going to do. And uh, I look forward to seeing you Sunday morning, Sunday night. God bless you in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Stay safe, stay warm, and we'll see you Sunday. God bless you. Bye-bye.